no ketchup, no ketchup. Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Ketchup Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Ketchup available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Ketchup is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Ketchup. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. What's really good, my people? Welcome in to No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always, man. I apologize for the couple weeks off, but man, we've been busy, man. We've been working a little bit, but we're back. NFL starts tomorrow night in Los Angeles, California. We're going to talk NFL, NFL Week 1. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bears, new stadium plans, how we feel about them leaving Chicago. We might even talk a little bit about our expectations on them for the season. We're going to talk... All NFL, because obviously that's that's week one. I do want to talk about hotheads in sports. I had Nick Kyrgios last night in the U.S. Open for a decent sum, and I will never go through that experience ever again. That was <laughs> foolish. We'll talk about that. But we got, you know, we, we're going to touch on a lot of things we may or may not have missed on the last couple weeks. Big Nick the Quick, what's going on? How we feeling? I'm good, man. Apartment is all loaded in New York. I'm locked in. Everything uh, S- settled in. I'm settled in. I got a couple things I got to put on the wall. But other okay. than that, everything is locked. I'm okay. all good over here. You hear the horns outside. Yeah, I'm in New York. Man. I'm, city, I'm in the city for city real. city is live. It's midday over there. <laughs> midday. Yeah. I like yeah. how we both – I like I like how I rock the Arsenal. You rock the uh, the Tottenham on the – this is the top of the league cap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, This is that, gotta... that top of the league cap. We got I Champions got League. We got Champions League football today. You guys uh, got. That's true. You guys got what you got tomorrow. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I talk. I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward, man. You know, saying it's yeah, this year. Absolutely, man. <laughs> it's all yeah, about. Good, it's all about what's going on. Good. Good year. start. You see, Chelsea fired. Fired, buddy, man. You yeah, too that true, man. That yo. Yeah. Actually, really quick. They get the quick hook. I you mean, you what? had told me this when I first started watching. Like, this dude literally won Champions League like 18 months ago. Yeah, it's crazy. And literally like, got the hook yesterday after a slow start. And they the finished culture, third last year, third or fourth. The culture on <laughs> the just the soccer world and managers is is crazy. But, yeah, we could talk about that another time. And but, they said um, he was fired before they even lost yesterday. So it had nothing to even do with losing yesterday. I mean, it's, well, let me ask you this. It's rough out here. Well, let, let me pose you this question. Do you lean more fire the manager? This could be football. This could be soccer. This could be basketball. Do yeah. you lean more fire the coach now or wait and give him some time to develop? Like, eh, yeah. if he's not the guy, eh, let's go ahead and get this guy up out of here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it depends on the sport, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, it seems to work for these clubs, right? Like Tottenham did the same thing last year. They fired their manager and it turned around their entire season. So I don't know if it would work in – Say football, I guess, where you're, you know, American football, where you're just so much of it is based on the game planning and all the stuff that you did before the season. But yeah, I mean, I think if something's not working, you got to move on. Like I, I appreciate recognizing that something's not working, not trying to force it. We just went through it with Matt Nagy, where for two years too long he was around when it was clear that yeah. he wasn't the right person. 
You know, it seems like these teams, it's like, hey, look, man, we hired you to do a job. If we don't see the results in a month, there's no there's no intervention <laughs> plan or nothing like that. It's like, yo, we're moving on. We don't care what you did last year. So I guess, you know, you can't really knock it, man. I mean, it's I think it's interesting because thing. here's the thing, man. If you and I aren't performing at our jobs, we don't really get another wait and wait and see type year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's over with. Yeah, so no, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that's life. So, yeah, I will say this. If you talk to like just the just the soccer culture, like the fact that people over here get four or five year deals is insane. To yeah. like, five, why why would I give you a five year deal? Right. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like why would I sign you for five years? I've never seen you coach the team, and if shit's not turned around after two, it's probably not gonna get turned around either way. So you end up just getting caught with bread. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a different culture. Different, it, do, different. it does seem like they have more say in personnel and things like that than say. Oh no! You well, know, that's yeah. that is the thing. So yeah. it's like you you are you are picking the players. You know, you're spending the money on the players, and you're you expecting know what? to produce immediately. Whereas it's you not like yeah. I think that is the dynamic. I gave like the owner as the owner. I'm literally giving you 350 million dollars in a transfer window. Yeah. You go get all the players you want, and the team is shit. Right. So. You gotta go. <laughs> right, exactly. Whereas like yeah. an NFL or an M- some NBA coach, you they still have GM, cap. but there's different rules and shit. You can't just you can't just go out and sign a guy because you want him. So right. yeah, I think that probably has to do with it too. But that was, I thought that was I thought that was crazy, man. But yeah, it's just it's just different, yeah. you know. I, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it's definitely different. All right, let's jump into the NFL, man. Talk to me about the storylines you're looking forward to for week one, just going into the season. Is it Justin Herbert and the additions the Chargers has made? Is it Tom Brady coming into year a million and and yeah. with with uh, alleged plastic surgery and personal drama? Is he locked in or not? Is it uh? So first off, yeah. let me let me stop you right there. Tom Brady is eternally locked in. Like I don't want to hear it. Um, this man is forty five years old. He's played twenty what twenty three twenty four years in the NFL. This is not his first time dealing with off the field stuff. Like. You know what I'm saying? This is not his first time going through something. This isn't the first time he's had other things on his mind. This isn't the first time he's had tor- turmoil in his personal life or on the field. If you remember, they suspended this man. He came back and won the Super Bowl. So if anybody, if anybody can handle the pressures of life and what's being thrown at him and still be able to perform, it's Tom Brady. I think that that's, that's what makes him special. He's able to compartmentalize. So it seems to be a lot of talking and again, this is that Brady disrespect that I still don't understand how it exists. Why are we still questioning this man? There's 31 other quarterbacks in the NFL that you can pose a million different questions to. The one guy that we should not be asking any questions of is Thomas Brady. I remind you. At hey, the man, age, not everybody at the reti- hey, hold on. Not everybody retired and then came back. Not everybody's, disappear- not everybody's disappearing in the middle of training camp. And not everybody's you know been in 10 Super Bowls. Not I everybody switches teams at age 43 and wins the Super Bowl their first year there. That's true. I'm I'm on. I listen. That all, <laughs> do you remember when Max Kellerman tried to predict Tom Brady's cliff and it was like six or seven years ago? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's falling off a cliff this year. Yeah, it's like totally. two years. Yeah. So I'm and not going to. He's won three Super Bowls since that, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to bury Tom until necessary. And I, I like watching Tom play, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play this year. Oh, you do? But, oh, okay. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting because hey, he's missing Gronk. <laughs> yeah. He, he's got a lot. Of, hey, he told you flat out, I got a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. 
I, I think that was a direct correlation. To, he was talking about family time. He's like, man, dude, I got a whole family that wants me to not play football. And I'm dealing with that. And I got to come out here and, and try to win games. Godwin allegedly is back, but he's wearing a big brace on his knee. We'll see how he looks. It's a different squad. Offensive line is different. They got injuries, retirement. So the, that's a problem. Not, and the they got line and, and the pressure up the middle is absolutely yeah, that's, an it's issue. A, it's a sure. real. This is the other thing too. Remember how we talked about LeBron, and when LeBron realized he wasn't going to win a lot of games and they weren't going to go to the playoffs and they had no shot at winning the title, he shuts it down basically. Yeah, like yeah, eh, this is not going to work. Let me go try to retool, reload. Right. I wonder if that's something similar to because Tom is out there playing to win Super Bowls. Period. Point blank. That's it. I wonder if the middle of the season, he's looking around, he's like, nah, this team don't have it. And is he is, is he is he coasting? I don't see Tom battling through. I guess I shouldn't say that because they weren't there was a stretch where they were really bad last year before they yeah. won the Super Bowl or two yeah. years ago. Yeah. And he hung in there, but that was also year one of the experiment, right? He's, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it, it, listen, there's a little bit of smoke here. And, and I'm interested to see how it all shakes out, especially if they start to struggle and don't have enough weapons and the offense just isn't where it's supposed to be. But I think that that's where his greatness comes into play, right? Like, I think this a lot of this would be valid if we had seen some slippage over the last two years. Like, I'm looking up the numbers right now. Since he's joined the Buccaneers, so two seasons. He's he should have won the MVP last year. He's thrown for 10,000 yards, completed 66% of his passes, and thrown 83 touchdowns. So we're not talking about a guy who's kind of even, 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 even like this. It's 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 almost going like this. You know what I'm saying? So if anything, his greatness is is gonna lift them through a lot of those moments where other guys wouldn't be able to do that. And that's not like blowing smoke or or some Tom Brady fantasy world. We've seen this for 20 plus years. My thing is this, man. If I've watched something for 22, 23 years work continuously. Just go ahead and prove me wrong. That's fine. I'm not going to be on the other side I'm with of you. the Tom Brady thing. I've, and I've said that for years on this show. I'm not going to be the one saying, hey, it's over. When it's over, that's fine with me. But he was also on the he was also on the Belichick side of the, the, the Brady conversation, if, 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 I, if I'm remembering that correctly. Who, me? Yeah, you was talking about Belichick had more to do this shit than, than Brady no, did. No, I've, yeah. I've always been Brady. Oh, yeah? No, I've what, always what been Brady. What I, were I, we I love, arguing I love, about with Belichick? Listen, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan of all. I probably oh, we were arguing be about okay. Belichick and his weak ass D. They was they was putting up 35 a night on his ass, and Brady had to score 40. And you yeah, were telling won, me that. Oh, that you yeah, were telling me that Belichick and, and they won. And they won the Super Bowl that year. And you they won. Tell, and that, that was the year that you said that they were done. We were in the studio. I remember the day perfectly. And you're like, they're done. And next thing you know, these boys won the. Super I don't Bowl. know if I said they were done. That I was, said that, I said no, the said defense is not up oh, to par, oh, and Belichick and Brady is more important. Than this you whole said, organization than Belichick and you said these boys were you cooked. said he wasn't no I something like that no I, I, I would never I, I don't, it's all works. there's no disrespect in the Thomas J Brady in my vo- in my vocabulary ever <laughs> it's, it's all wax <laughs> ever go back and ever no no nope. <laughs> hey, 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 that was so, that was like three Super Bowls ago man yeah. I, 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 that, that was a few Super Bowls ago <laughs> no, you talk about Tom Brady's career in Super Bowls but yeah that was like four Super Bowls ago you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That uh, was a few Super Bowls ago. My man has been to 10 Super Bowls. Stop, stop the cap. I don't okay. want to hear none of this. So but, we're gonna so, so, so I'm cool with the Brady thing. That's fine, yeah. right? What else I'm looking forward to? 
I think that there's been, and we're going to see it on Monday night, and I didn't even realize that he was going to Seattle on Monday night. Yo, yeah. there's been a lot of downgrading of Russell Wilson out here. And it's funny, we're talking about this right now. Right as we go on the air, apparently ESPN just dropped a story detailing what happened between Russ and Pete Carroll. So I'm going to go ahead and read that after this. But, <clears throat> yo, Russ is, people talk like Russ is done. Like no, Russ wasn't an envy. This is just not not like he's done, but like they're. Not, I feel like he's he's not getting the respect, or they're they're not they're not measuring the impact of him coming to Denver the way that it should be. I get the Chargers look good. I get the Raiders look. The Raiders could be good. I get the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Well, obviously the Chiefs are the Chiefs. That's that's, that's that goes without saying. But this is Russell Wilson, man, getting out of that situation in Seattle that he clearly didn't want to be in the last two seasons, going to a new team loaded, playing with the defense, which is where he thrives. Yeah, like, come on, man! Playing in another another stadium with a huge home field advantage. Let's ride. No question. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Rutgers country. I, so I feel like there's not Let's a lot of respect going in that way, man. I feel like a lot of other things are being talked about at the quarterback position that aren't Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been giving Russ his law. I'm a big Russ fan. He's top ten quarterback for me still, no question. I think he was in a bad situation in Seattle, and and I said this on TV the other day. This is going to be Pete Carroll's last year in the NFL. For sure. The, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be brutal, in my opinion. I think up. they're going to win five, six games max. They're going to be awful, and Pete's going to, Pete's going to pack it in. Shout out to Sean for coining the, the original nickname, Pete the Bandit Carroll. Yeah, oh, Thief. <laughs> thief in the night. Thief in the night. <laughs> got out of USC. Thief in the or night. USC. Got out of USC while the building – it was, was super it was hot. The, the building was burning down <laughs> and he literally door. strolled out the front door in a short shorts and a t-shirt and, and and hopped on a jet to uh to Seattle and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yo, burnt the whole thing down. <laughs> yes. So shout Program out Pete. still hasn't recovered. Shout out Pete for yeah, SC still has is still, a has, still has not recovered. You got coaches <laughs> drunk at uh remember, remember Sarkeesian was drunk at the fucking pre- yeah. uh, alumni night or whatever the fuck it was. They they, they still have it. Still have recovered, man. Shout out Pete Carroll. Yeah, you're right on that, though. So, no, I think that that hasn't been given enough attention. I will say um, this. It's interesting that that line, Monday night football, Broncos at Seattle is six and a half. I thought it would be over a touchdown. I thought it would be like seven, seven and a half. And I want to say a couple days ago it was five and a half. So, that line on that stage, the total's 45. Right now it's six and a half, lays at 45 on the total. Broncos are minus 285 on the money line. I thought I, I think I, I feel like I feel like the the we're gonna see, man, because the Broncos have they only needed a quarterback in my eyes. They had a lot of talent yeah, all across the board, and they're going this way, and Seattle's going this way. So we'll see week one. I don't know. I think Seattle's gonna be really bad. <laughs> I think Seattle's gonna be really bad. I think uh I think Atlanta's gonna be brutal. I think the Bears Terrible. are gonna be bad. Awful. I think uh Carolina awful. Someone has a lot of, it's Carolina love. Is there Carolina love out there? There's Carolina the Baker, love. Is it the Baker redemption tour? It's the it's the Baker versus the world redemption tour. Is it, is it the Matt Rule breaking out party? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. But um let me tell you what I'm looking forward that. to. I'm looking forward to the New Orleans Saints. I think that they are going to be extremely Jameis getting some MVP love. Well coached <laughs> team. Jameis is coming back. Jameis, 
<laughs> I know this sounds funny, and we've joked about this a lot. It there's not many guys that can drop back and throw it 45 times. Jameis Winston can do that. That like simple as that. The last full season he had, I understand 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. It's unprecedented he did that, right? And 5,000 yards. 5,000 yards pass. It's hard to do. He then got his the, – the whole eyes thing is very real. Mm-hmm. I really think he was having trouble with his vision. He went and got LASIK. He's not dealing with that anymore. And you saw it last year when he played, I think, the first – I want to say he played the first six games. Yeah. He – Looked really, really good. I think he had like 18 touchdowns, three interceptions. They destroyed, like that. they destroyed the Packers week one, right? He did. He played. He was playing yeah. phenomenal <laughs> football. Tore his ACL. He's back. Um, I'm blanking on the coach's name, but he. Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen has been around for 20 years. Mike Thomas un- back. Alvin yep, Kamara. Was, exactly. Uh, Allen was under Sean Payton. There's not a lot of change. Not a lot of not a lot of big regime turnover over still, there. Still going to be excellent against the run. They got Kamara back. It looks like he's going to play week one. We were worried about him being suspended. They got Olave. They got Juice Landry. They still have an excellent home field advantage in New Orleans at the Superdome. I think this team is going to be really good. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very bullish. Two biggest teams I'm bullish on in the league are the Saints and the Raiders. Simple as that. I think they'll both be really good. The Raiders have a, a tough sledding. In the AFC and in the AFC West, but man, I like New Orleans a lot. I like McDaniel with Carr. I think that that's going to be real nice. Yeah, I man. That, I think that that's the co- he's going to have a coach that's going to. And you want to talk about Tom Brady and Super Bowls? New Orleans yeah, Patriots, or not the New Orleans Patriots? New Orleans Patriots. <laughs> the, new, the New Orleans Patriots would be crazy. <laughs> uh, the New England Patriots won six Super Bowls with Tom Brady in New England. Josh McDaniel won all six. When he wasn't there, they didn't win any Super Bowls. So don't mm. forget that. When he left and went to Denver, I understand his head coaching stint in Denver wasn't that good. Yeah. But they didn't win any Super Bowls when Josh McDaniel wasn't on their staff running the offense. And he's not there. They, they're running. I can't believe that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are going to be the ones running the offense in New England. I don't see yeah. – I, I can't believe that Belichick, especially come – the Giants had the worst offense in the league last year. Joe Judge yeah. was the head coach. So well, he's, I, that, he's a special teams because a special teams coach in New England the first time around, that. <laughs> yeah. and Matt Patricia was a defensive coordinator. Yes, so I don't understand what's going on over there on the offensive side of the ball <laughs> in New England. But yeah, man, Josh McDaniels is, is there's there's elite offensive minds in this league: Kyle Shanahan, Josh McDaniel, Brian Dayball. They're up there, and, and Matt, McDaniels is right. Matt, Matt Lafleur. I, I don't. Fuck, it's it's a lot of games. It's been possible. <laughs> it's won a lot of ball games over there, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can he's, put. He's like, a Shanahan disciple. But like this, I kind of <laughs> like. But look, Lafleur and the Left, which are kind of in the same box, right? Like they have these Hall of Fame, literally, Kingsbury. literally some of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen on planet Earth, maybe the top two. And like, I can't. I, it's tough. I don't know. McDaniel's is, was out there doing things with with Brady as well. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. It's tough. But you, I mean, hey, put like this, bro. Shanahan, Shanahan is probably the best. Shanahan is probably the best example out there because he's done it yeah. with mediocrity at quarterback. Yeah, exactly. They and need we'll both. Say, they yeah. both need each other 
And when it comes together and it's run the right way, they win the Super Bowl just like Leftwich and Brady, right? So and, and to touch on your Saints thing real quick, if everything, you know, if everything we're talking about the Buccaneers and if there is some trouble with the Buccaneers and there's anything to be worried about, then that means that division is up for grabs. Again, I, I get there's some Carolina momentum. I don't believe in it. Obviously, the Falcons are going to be hot trash um, other than my man Kyle Pitts. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, I think that's going to be an interesting division. And and the Bucs can't beat the Saints. So, they, they have major issues yeah, they playing have tough, the New Orleans they have, Saints. Major, I don't think they beat them since Brady's. They're 0-4 since Brady's gotten there, right? I don't think he's ever beaten the Saints. Um, so, yeah, that could be an interesting division. That's a good call-out, man. I, I like the Saints. I like what Jameis has going on. You can talk about the 32 interceptions, but, again, five – or, sorry, 30 interceptions. But 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, that's tough to do. If they fix some of that shit, if being under the tutelage of uh, of uh, Sean Payton has helped him out at all, um, he could turn in a big year. So I like that. I'm trying to Definitely. read some of this Seattle, this this uh, Russell Wilson, because I want to ask you about that. Yeah, he's QB's pissed the Seattle scouted Mahomes and Josh Allen. Blame Carroll for losing the 2019 MVP. Dude, he was coasting to the MVP that year. You had the ticket that year, right? Ah, dude, I the first eight games, he was on fire. <laughs> I had multiple on, tickets. On fire. Yeah. Yeah. The So what we're talking about here is ESPN just released a, an article. The title is Inside Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks drama that led to the Denver Broncos trade. A divorce was inevitable. Yeah. It was laid out. I think uh, – I think there's two sides. This is what I'll say. I think there's two sides of Russell Wilson, and I think they're very different from each other. I think there's one that you see out in public and when there's a microphone in his face, and I think there's a completely different dude behind the scenes. I don't know that for a fact. That's just my opinion. But he tries to be very clean and keep everything very professional when he's out in front of a camera or out in public, but I think him and Pete were button heads for quite a while before he eventually left. And I think, what do we say, man, if you listen to No Catch Up, you know multiple times we've said, hey, man, when an athlete first mentions they want to get out of there, that shit doesn't change. Doesn't change. I, I, don't, I can't recall a situation where a player was like, yeah, I need to get out of here, and then changed his tune and everything I, was I, fine. I can where? Give me one. You're, you're, so it's funny we're talking about this in the Russell Wilson because you and I had this conversation offline. There's a, there's a great example of a player who spent the last two years telling he wanted to get out there, but it was really just a play for money, Aaron Rodgers. Everything's great. Aaron Rodgers for the last two years bitched about being Green Bay. I want more decision-making. I want more of this and oh, that. I want to it was all I want to it was talk a, no, about no, no. that, by the way. It was all, it was all, you want to talk about two different types of people. It was all a money yeah. play. Aaron Rodgers got paid, and he, then what he said, hey, look, man, I want to spend the rest of my career here in Green Bay. It was all posturing for more money. It had nothing to do with anything else. Aaron it had to do, hey, I need more personnel decisions. Okay, so as soon as you get what you want, your your favorite, your top target leaves, gets the hell out of town for less money than what the Packers were offering him. Oh, let's on, get man. into this. Let's, let's talk about it. this. Let's get into it. Let's that guy's a phony. This. He's because, a phony. Hold on. Oh, let's fake, talk about Oh, this it. is perfect. This fake is perfect. This is perfect. Fake because it. let's talk about this because me and Nick had a conversation offline about Aaron Rodgers and him. And I said, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most transparent. Unlike, See, unlike Russell Wilson, I think he's two different guys. He's Jekyll and Hyde in front of the camera and behind it. And I think Aaron Rodgers is that's – the that's he's that guy all the time who you see complaining in front of the camera, 
talking about doing ayahuasca in the in the forest or whatever he was doing, right? I'm going to say this. Aaron Rodgers still despises the front office and everybody that runs the Packers. I don't doubt that at all. And I think he didn't want to leave. And it was about it, it was about it was about getting respected. And then once he finally got more respect, he toned it down, but I still think he despises those guys. He's playing for whatever other reason. It's definitely not for the organization of the Packers, maybe the fans and all those other people, but yeah. Coinc- I, how about this? Coincidentally, right after Patrick Mahomes signed a five hundred million no, 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 no. contract, Aaron Rodgers no, no. wasn't happy. But how about this? Anymore. You guys have been disrespecting me for years. Now I'm going to embarrass you on live TV, and I'm going to make you beg for me to stay, and I'm going to make you pay me. That and that's what he did because I'm such so, a zen, because I'm such a zen, chill, mellow person, and everything's a beautiful mystery. No, man, get out of here with all that, dude. That was all bullshit. It was all posturing for a new deal. It was all posturing for a new deal. Once he saw the Mahomes money, once he saw the Allen money, he was no longer happy. Yeah, he had some legitimate gripes with the Packers. They have, I mean, they have, anyway, yeah. Beyond over the legitimate. Last 15, yeah, over the last 15 years, they have done a terrible job putting talent around them. They kept Mike McCarthy for way too long. We talk about coaches sticking around way longer than they need to. It was clear that guy couldn't coach, and it's still clear to this day he can't coach. But the whole yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I want, no, I want more respect. I need this and that oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm going back and forth, and I'm holding my teammates' careers in the balance. That's why Adams left. He's like, I'm not doing another year dealing with this guy. I don't care how much fucking money you offer me. The last two years, the last two years, I'm just expected to just follow along with what Aaron Rodgers has going on because I need to be with him. Fuck that, man. Everything that that dude did was phony. It's bullshit. All the mushroom shit. All the weird tattoos. All the weird tattoos. All the phony though. All the all the knit caps with the fucking McAfee interviews and all that shit, dude. It's all phony zen. You don't think he's really like that? I want to project this image of depth and substance and and deep thinking and higher learning and purpose and all that. No, you weren't. You don't think he really like that and believe that? I think he's full of shit. I think why, he's full why of though? Shit listen, because it just all a- comes off. Listen to the way he talks. It's a beautiful mystery. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, but dude. I really that think- shit is all cap. And I'm, I'm. Sh- I told you the other day. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you eat it up. I understand you love him. As oh, a I'm not eating it up. I, no, jersey, eating it up is not the right word. He, I really. He's I so really, genuine. He's fake deep. I, he's fake no, deep, dude. I really think he's like that. Just let you me, know what let he, me quote. Yo, let me quote you know what he's like. He's just like Kyrie. They're both really like that. Like they're both this. That, like they both really believe that. They both like are are a little out there when it comes to you know beliefs or what they, they their belief system and how they process information. I think they're really like that. I think Aaron Rodgers is the exact Ass- opposite assholes? of phony. I think he he looks at shit a, a really differently, especially as he's gotten older in his career. I don't think. The he only is. thing he looked at differently was his contract. That's it. Well, he wants that's the to only get... thing that changed. What changed? What changed between well, that's last what I'm year saying. and this so year? Then, well, then, I don't understand what deal. you're saying because if you're telling me he's phony, he's be, always been he like came this. Out, remember in the beginning, oh, this isn't about money. This isn't about a contract. It's it's beyond that. That was his whole thing. It's all, it was, it's it, all it was beyond that, though. No, it was about money, Sean. It, it was. No, about. it wasn't. It was about. He it got his money and we're all good. What changed? Tell me what it's not worse. Nick, you know that's not true. It was more than the contract. He felt disrespected. They didn't they didn't address him on multiple transactions where they shipped out good friends of his, some of his best some of his best friends, best players on the team. They cut, released, didn't talk to him about it. 
weren't talking to him about uh, about decisions. They hadn't drafted an offensive skill player in 15 seasons. He was pissed. And oh, by the way, you drafted some so you you wasted a draft pick on a guy out of Utah State to play quarterback. There was a yeah. lot more to it than oh, money. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, it boiled down to money. Once he got his money, everything was fine. What changed? Well, he. The, what, what, what do you what, mean? They, they allowed, they him, to they, they allowed they, him to bring back Randall Cobb last went, year, so he, now yeah, he has personnel decisions. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it was great. He went and got Randall Cobb. They 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 included him in decisions. So and Cobb, that was it. Cobb and Devontae Adams out, who clearly who. So we can't speak to the fact that Adams clearly didn't want to deal with this guy's shit anymore. There was no I reason think, to leave. You think that's he why went, he left? He went to go play for a, a, an inferior quarterback and less money. I, what do you mean less money? They, they, you they know offer, the Packers, no, the Packers offered. Yes, the Packers offered him more money than he got in Oakland. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Are you sure? I didn't. Um, I, I didn't even know. Thousand percent. I put it on. Everything. Like how much? How much different? I don't know. I don't know if it was anything that it was crazy, but it was still less. It wasn't like he went to Oakland for forty more million dollars. It was less money. He was done with the circus. He was done with the charade. He was done being being having to you know tag along to Aaron Rodgers' whole fucking all over the place bullshit. Every offseason, what are we doing? Am nah, I retiring? You're putting too I much want more in. money. Am nah. I going to the Niners? Is Devontae Adams and I doing the last dance? Like, come on, man. Y'all don't even want a Super Bowl. You got to have the first dance to have the last one. The fuck out of here. That shit was all cap, bro. And once he got a new deal, and once he became the, what now is the second highest paid quarterback in the league, it's all good. Now what is he saying this offseason? I want to finish my career here. He saw the Mahomes deal, saw the Allen deal, obviously already had some issues with the franchise. But the fact that he had those issues, right, then you add on the money thing, or you take the money thing, then you add on those issues is what it really is, and it caused it to explode. So, yeah, both things can be true. But at the end of the day, it boiled down to money. He's not wearing a new uniform, and there well, aren't not, better players. He's not going to go, out, better he's not gonna right go out there and play for less money than he's won back-to-back MVPs. I understand. So, I don't – listen, Aaron Rodgers has been the same guy his whole entire career. There, he's never, ever been a phony dude, in my opinion. He really says what he means, and that's how it's always been. And he's always had a huge chip on his shoulder since the day he tumbled in the draft. It's, been, it's, the, it's the same dude it's, he's always been. It'd be phony if he started talking to his family. That's when he that that's 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 when he that's when he'd be a phony. If he another, if, if another, he showed another, up, that's another red that's another red flag. If he showed this guy, up with this guy's his brother, red flags, this guy's red flags galore. Listen, if he showed up with his with his with his pops and his mom and his brother to a, to an event, then then we can flip and call yeah, okay. him phony. Yeah, he's so phony now. He's look, my mom. <laughs> All right, let's... Games and he doesn't even talk to them. <laughs> That's fucking red flag galore, bro. I'm trying to tell you about that, man. I know. I, I, the, the, the on the field, awful, awful the field human, stuff is awful a completely, human being. Awful a completely human different being. thing. He's a but fucking to, to, awful to tie human. it all you together, never, you never want to spend any time with that guy. I think Russell Wilson, the, the, the guy you see and know on camera and on the microphone, is we a completely that. different dude <laughs> off, off, off the, right. off the hey, camera of the microphone. Hey, yo, bang. He's an actor. Russell Wilson is low key an actor. Seattle, <laughs> like he he's an actor. Yeah. but like that that whole situation is very interesting. But I mean, the way that we started this conversation, I think a lot of these guys behind the scenes are have kind of a diva mentality. Maybe not as deep as Wilson, Rogers, and some of these guys who are seem to be way over the top. But you think when it's time when Burrow gets three hundred million, he's not going to be that way. We talked about Lamar, right, with the information that you had. Not necessarily that he's a diva, but, like, 
there's there's kind of like an air of these court. You almost need it. You need to have that that air of invincibility. You need to kind of have that alpha mentality, you gotta right? Yeah. You gotta move differently at the quarterback position. You think Tom Brady absolutely moves differently? Yeah, no Different. question. Well, you I mean, he, yeah, yes, Tom Brady moves differently. Yes. Very, very different. <laughs> yes, like, Tom that's, Brady that's moves differently. Example, but moves, yeah, moves with just a way that, like, yeah, it's gonna work out. We're fine. Yeah. It's fine. This is nothing. So, I mean, um, but a hundred percent, yeah, I think Russ behind the scenes is probably a bit more demanding than you think. But that Seattle situation was also kind of fucking. It was crazy. A lot of folks were trying to get out of there. Yeah, no. Question. Legion of Boom couldn't wait to get out. Yeah, that will. Yeah, they got a lot of those guys had issues, but yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the Bears because right before we got on, I was having a conversation about the Chicago Bears. And shout out my guy, Mikey Salito. He always listens. Shout out my big dog, Henry, just got married. Congratulations, big guy. And um, we were talking about basically, my guy, Mikey, was upset that Cap and Hood for the third day running had been bashing the Bears on the radio. And it was negativity around the Bears. And he's like, yo, enough is enough. I get it. Why Why must you go on with this negativity? Why can't we bring some positivity here? There's a lot. People are excited. It's a new season. Where do you stand with the Bears? How are you feeling going into the year? And then we'll talk about the new stadium. I don't, yeah, I mean, I get, I, I see a lot of people saying, oh, there needs to be positivity, and people got really mad. Like, we talked about the Rossini thing already. Like, people were legitimately hurt. Like, mark this. Mark this yeah, day that she said that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, go for it right now. Fucking take a picture. It's, 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 she's right. Um, you got to be realistic as a fan. For me, I'm not going to sit up here and have a whole bunch of optimism towards the Bears being good or even being average right i do not think this is a good football team i don't think we address a lot of the issues that we have my biggest thing like it has been since we started doing this podcast is you didn't address the issues on the offensive line and the number one thing we want to look for is the progress from justin fields and i feel like that's going to be hindered by offensive line play now we'll say this in the third preseason game um and just in the preseason in general it does seem like this guy getsy has a good understanding of how to call plays and calling plays that Wait, hold on. Wait for it. Play the strengths of your roster, which is something we have not seen over the last few years, right? So he understands that he's got to get the ball out quickly. He's got. He understands that he's got to use Justin Fields' athleticism and just you know natural gifts that he has to try to make up for some of the other deficiencies. So I do think that gives me some optimism, right? But I'm not going to sit up here and tell you all the great things that I'm looking forward to about the Bears because I just I don't see it. This team got worse, and it wasn't a good team last year. So, I mean, I think people are right to be critical. And it's Cap. It's Cap. Where have you you been the last 20 years? It's just kind of how he is. If he's upset about something, he's going to go on about it for days. (laughs) You understand? Plus, he he covers the Bears. He does the Bears show. But I guess the the point is we understand they're not going to be that good. You know the situation. We're rebuilding. Cole's first year. We got a brand new coach. Should you come on the airwaves and be a little more positive? No, he's, you got to say what you got to feel. We just talked about being genuine for a half an hour. If that's how he feels, that's how he feels. You know yeah, what no, I, mean? I mean? I mean, and I, I've put some negative stuff out there on the Bears, and I've gotten some backlash on it on Twitter. But it is what it is. It's how I feel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't. I'm not like I'm not. I'm not. See, I think some people mistake it for like you're preying on their downfall, or I'm trying to speak the Bears being bad into existence. It's just or clear I don't out. like the Bears. 
Yeah, I like, love don't, the Bears. Don't, I love the Bears. That's the problem. I love the Bears for thirty-five fucking years. I love the Bears more than anything in the in, in any non-human being in the world, right? So, like, that's not the case. I am a Bears fan, and nothing would delight me more than to see the Chicago Bears do well. Nothing would delight me more than to have a franchise quarterback. Nothing would delight me more than for us to get on the show on Mondays with Eli. Shout out Eli, and have a great conversation about what the Bears did right. But the reality of the situation is I don't think that's going to happen this year. And I think that there were some things that we could have done, right, to make those feelings a little bit better, and we didn't. I, I, I can't forgive the not addressing the offensive line part to my satisfaction. I know some people are happy with uh, what's the kid that we drafted in the fifth round that's going to start. Like, that's great. All that's yeah. awesome. Tevin oh, Jenkins yeah. moving to guard. Uh, man, I'm forgetting the guy's name. He's supposed to be awesome. Um, Borum? Did I make that up? No, Borum. Larry Borum's the, uh, he's another guy. They drafted yeah. him last year. Um, I'm forgetting his name, man. But, I got it. Go ahead. And Riley Reef in town, and they, like I, I like that signing. They picked up the guy that the uh, the the Raiders just uh, cut. Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones. Yeah. So you know, I like that, man. But at the same time, I feel like we should have thrown a lot of money at that position when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So I'm just being honest with the, my assessment of the team. That's where I'm at. But yeah. it's not. I'm not praying for the Bears' downfall. I don't want them to go 0 and 17. But we've already laid out. You and I have talked about it multiple times, what we're looking for this year. Hey, if they go 0 for 17, I see development from the quarterback position. Great um, season. Great. Gr- un- unbelievable Unreal. season. Unreal. <laughs> it's not even statistical development, right? It's yeah. just, if I see, like, this is our guy. This is a guy. Great, great year. I'm there. Awesome season. Yeah. Looking so forward to next that, year that, with a bunch of cap space. With a bunch of caps. With $97 million, is it? Great. Yeah, it's going to be an insane amount it's of cap space. It's going to be an space. insane amount of cap space. Um, with a quarterback that you believe in. So yep. I'm cool with that, man. We Like we said, this is Justin Fields' rookie year. So, yeah. <clears throat> this might sound – this never happens. I was looking at the Atlanta Braves roster. And Sakuna Jr. and all these young – they have – dude, the, the Braves are going to be good for a long time in the NL. They're, they're loaded. And they got out in front of so many young people's deals. They didn't Aaron judge it, right? They were like, this dude's going to be really good. (laughs) We should give this guy 85 million right now instead of 240 maybe if we wait another two years. Mm -hmm. That is never, ever the case in the NFL. I wonder if that is like another strategy to maybe – not a quarterback on a rookie deal, but not a quarterback on a $50 million a year deal either. Maybe they could kind of jump out. At, like, for example, say Fields comes out, has a good year. And you like you, you like what you're looking at. Maybe you can extend him. But I guess it's, it's such you a fine line because. Rookie, I think like you could do the extension until you're going into year four. It has to be before year four. It's so like Burrow can do his extension after the fourth. After, after this year. After the Burrow's fourth season, right? After the third season. After the third season. Yeah. But I'm saying, what, what is, but what is this for Lamar? This is four. Dog, no, right? we don't even, let's, yeah, this is four. This, this is, this is, that's why, that's why it's the, 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 the fifth year thing. Yeah. Or whatever. I, I just, it's a, it's a, I, I haven't done any homework on how Lamar Jackson shouldn't be going into any season right now. Yeah. Well, that's what well, we talked about. That we, all the time. It's still, I can't believe it. Still Lamar Jackson is going to play the whole year. Yeah. It's stupid. Unreal. So, it is what it is. <laughs> Unreal. But, and, 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 and he's going to get franchised. So he has yeah. to he has to get through two years to then get a deal is what it looks like. So 
Stay tuned because because the, you know the difference between holding out this year and next year. Holding out this year, Lamar would essentially forfeit the the small rookie deal that he's on. When you then have to hold out on a on a franchise tag, you're essentially holding out on almost forty million dollars. Well, and also he wouldn't have to hold out because if he didn't show up, you know what would happen? He'd get a fucking deal. Yeah, that's how it works. If you go through a few weeks, if, if they had gone through the last six, five, six weeks of camp, and I like Tyler Huntley, but with Huntley and uh, whoever their third quarterback is, whoever they sign off the street, off the scrap heap, Lamar Jackson would have got his deal. Yeah. But you get me, though? Yeah. yeah. You oh, don't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. individual pressure of like, man, if I don't play this year, I'm giving back 40 ends. $40 million. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> so of money like, to turn Yeah, down. like yeah, this absolutely. year, it's, it's like, oh, I'm not making too, too much money anyway. They yeah. owe me a deal. This this is the year to sit if you're Lamar. But so I mean, no. To to answer your question, so as far as just trying to sign guys early before they hit the top of the market, yeah, it's interesting. I've never thought about it in a football sense, but I was looking. I was literally doing some homework on the Braves. NBA teams do it. Yeah, and all their guys are studs, and and they have one dude in Austin Riley that's making an incredible amount of money. But everybody else, for the most part, is on cheaper deals because they got out in front of them. Yeah. Similar to the White Sox. Yeah. If, you, if you if you want to be got, if you really want to know. They got Anderson for like seven yep. million dollars. Exactly. Year. Yeah, yep. yeah. They signed a lot of guys early. Just early. So I wonder if that's a, a, a viable option in the Well end. then you don't uh, run into that situation spot. like the Cubs did last year, where literally all your yeah. bias you, you, you everybody three hundred million. Yeah. They're all free agents in the same yeah. year and you're not sure what to do. Yeah. So for exactly. Sure. You try to get out in front of it. It's and it's it's a gamble, but it's also can pay off major dividends. So. And and when you talk about strategy, now you you know your money situation going forward, so you know where you can spend, right? If it's like, hey, we got our five or six of our top guys signed, locked down to good deals. It's, we, now we know we have X amount of dollars that we can spend in other areas. We're not we're not waiting to sign this deal to figure out what we can spend on the next one. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. But baseball is also different in the sense that I, I still don't understand how baseball free agency works, arbitration. Guys don't become free yeah. agents until they're like 38. It's like <laughs> team control shit in yes. baseball. Big time scam. Wild. Big it's a scam. Big, it is the big, biggest big the biggest racket out there. <laughs> the fact that I think Rizzo just hit free agency for the first time last year, and he's like 29. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? Like, he's, yeah, he's like 33. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh, you're yeah, finally a free crazy. agent. You can choose yeah. your path. Nice. Like, thanks. Thanks. Right. Thanks a lot. Oh, I've been in the league 10 World years. Series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have three gold gloves. I have – 285 career home runs, and I'm yeah, exactly. Or like so. Brian, Brian, it's like, hey, we're not going to bring you up because we don't want to get that year of service. Then we, we finally do bring you up. You win the MVP, but you're on a yep. free agent till six years later, and you're washed. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, for real. Like that shit is a scam. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, that's a big time. <laughs> yeah, and then they're battling me in arbitration for like half a million yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm going oh, to yeah. going to some arbitrator. Like, yeah, we don't want to pay you five hundred thousand. Like, yeah. oh, I had thirty five home runs. Year, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Let's talk want- about the stadium. Yeah. Renderings for the new Chicago Bears stadium come out, came out. Looks insane. Yeah. Arlington Heights, Take west of the city. It looks like they're going to build a, a, essentially a town and then put a stadium at the end of the town. <laughs> so far. So if that's the case, I mean, look, man, I love the Bears being in Chicago. I love playing on Monday night football and they zoom out and they overlook Soldier Field. Chicago's in the background. It looks amazing. 
I love the buzz in the city. Bears are playing. But if you're from Chicago, like I know a lot of you listening are, it's a nightmare to fucking get over there. It's an absolute disaster. It makes you think about saying no to tickets. Yes. It It is is the most unpleasant sporting event experience in Chicago is going to Soldier Field. Yes, it is a disaster. So I understand. And it's a racket. I get it. 10 bucks to park. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand them moving and the ownership's going to make more money, and I get all that. But me and Nick went out to Vegas last year for Bears. Uh, you know, I was looking, I was doing some more homework going into the year. You know the Bears, I think, I think we're three and two at the end of that, or maybe like four and two. It was yeah. like we had, we had won like three or four. We were, looked great. <laughs> and I think we went three and nine the rest of the way yeah. after that game. Negative but me and Nick went out to Vegas. We we hung out at the new building, Allegiant Stadium, that the Raiders play in. It was nice, man. It was nice to go into a new building, the the atmosphere, the openness. It was awesome. So I, I wouldn't be mad at all if they went out. Deep my, my, in my core, I, I want them to stay. But if you're going to go get a brand new building and they're going to build a whole event center and have train stops and it'll be easy to get to out there in Arlington Heights, I can't be mad at them. So whenever I talk to anybody about the stadium deal, I bring that up. I'm like, look, man, I was all pro keeping in the city and all that until I went out to Vegas and saw a new stadium. And A, realize that this is what I want. And B, realize there was absolutely no way we'd ever be able to build this in the city of Chicago. Right. So for everything that Sean, yeah, you'd have said, to knock it down and re. It's it just would not just, possible. Yeah, it'd be it's tough. It's not possible. There's not enough space. You can't. It'd just be a pain in the. And it would shut down Lakeshore Drive for fucking six months. Like it'd just be a nightmare, right? Yeah. Um. Also, look, man. As you get older, man, you become a fan of convenience. Stadium at Arlington Heights would be very convenient. Yeah, it's a little bit of a hike. You know, about 30, 40 minutes. But man, if you've been to Soldier Field from trying to park, trying to get Might there, in be general, the same time, dog. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's 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 easier. The death tunnel that you got to walk through to get into Soldier Field, you know what I'm talking about? The tunnel, yeah. like the whole thing. Plus, we'd be able to host the Super Bowl. You'd have a whole bunch of stuff around the stadium. There's nothing around Soldier Field. Like you can't walk out the stadium and go do anything. You know, what I mean, you got to take a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a hike to get there. Um, I'd be the all whole, for the it, whole man. setup is tough. The whole yeah, the whole setup is just tough, man. It's yeah. not like Wrigley where you spill out into a neighborhood. It's not like the United Center where it's not necessarily such a pain in the ass to get through to like a soldier feels a pain. Um, plus all the shit you'd be able to build around, man. Like I'm, I'm all for it, man. We need it. We need a new, we need a new arena. We need somewhere or a new stadium. We need to be able to host the Super Bowl in the city of Chicago. I'm with you on this. That's actually the first thing I thought about was when we have a primetime game and they zoom out and show the city yeah, and how sick be, it looks. That's yeah, going to be gone. Yeah, they're going to show, gone, they're gonna show yeah. 294. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, for real. The Mannheim, this Rivers Casino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, might, but, they might bamboozle everybody and still show the city type thing. Yeah, they like, might. Show the city, but, but just, man, yeah, the stadium I'm, is... I'm all for it, man. I want the new stadium, man. Let's do it, man. Yeah, let's, man. Let's, let's, let's do it. Um, do we want to hit these... Uh, yeah, so about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. MVP and title. MVP in the NFL, the leader, odds on favorite to win the most valuable player, Josh Allen plus 700, Tom Brady plus 800, Pat Mahomes plus 900, Aaron Rodgers plus 1,000, tied with Justin Herbert plus 1,000. Honorable mentions, Joe Burrows at plus 1,200, Russell Wilson plus 1,400, Matt Stafford plus 1,500. 
Kyler Murray, the new deal. He's down there plus 2,000 with Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. How did Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson have the same MVP odds? Yeah. That's is, a that, good is that overvaluing Jalen or undervaluing Lamar? Oh, that's obviously undervaluing Lamar. All right. Because, dude, he's going to have the ball all day long, especially without a new deal. You thought yeah, I was you, kidding. You've been talking about like Sean, me and Sean, Nick were joking. Like, you yeah. thought I was kidding. Sean's like, like Eric, dude, Eric Crouch out there at Nebraska. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> dude, if if this guy comes out to start the season without a new deal, I would not be shocked if he ran the ball a lot more, was getting a lot more usage with his legs, and doing a lot of different stuff that he necessarily wouldn't be doing with a brand new shiny two hundred and forty five million dollar guaranteed deal. That's what I'll say on that. So, I think uh, Josh, Josh Allen and the Bills, Bills to win the Super Bowl are, are in some spots are already down to like plus three twenty five, which is the lowest, uh, uh, was the lowest a preseason squad has been in quite a while. So, with with him being the fav- the odds on favorite to be MVP. Uh, makes sense. I think Josh Allen's going to have a monster year. I'm bullish like everyone else on the Bills. I've said this multiple times. I think they have an opportunity to win 13 or 14 games. I think they are going to be extremely focused on the regular season because they had a game last year where they lost 9-6 to the to the, to the to the Jags. Jags yeah. They, I think, have now learned that when it's playoff time, they do not want to go to – to Arrowhead, period, point blank, yeah. that's it. They don't want to go to L.A. They don't want to go to Cincinnati. They want to play in Buffalo, and I think they are going to be locked in on trying to get the number one seed this year, and I think they will. I think the the only questionable spot that they have is losing Brian Dayball, who was calling the offense, and molded Josh Allen to what you see him as today, the last two seasons He's been under Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball's now in New York for the Giants and seeing if he could flip Daniel Jones into a usable, serviceable quarterback. But that's um, that's how I feel about the Bills. So him being plus 700 to win MVP seems like a fair number. And you would hope that, you know, and you would think actually that Josh Allen's trajectory as far as how much better he's gotten at each year in the NFL would be able to offset the loss of Dayball. Like, obviously, we know. You know yeah, I mean, were, almost like, hey. Guy developed, but it's like, hey, Allen's arrived now. We can. Yeah, you know, exactly. Can I've developed thing. this dude. He right. he is now that man. And right. I can now go go on my separate ways. And, and the new coordinator that's come in should know exactly how to use him, right? You now got four or five years on yeah. Josh Allen, exactly what he does well. So, I, I yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm high on the Bills, too. Um, as far as just looking at these title favorites, the Bills. I like, I think there's a lot of Kansas City. I like Kansas City, man. Are I think Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has been getting taking shots from from former receivers in the media, and people are kind of just forgetting about him. But we always say, man, when we talk quarterback in the NFL, you know, Mahomes is is the other guy we don't the even thing, have to mention. So I think the thing for me, matters. I'm obviously a huge Mahomes fan. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best. All the offseason moves kind of were like blah to me. They, I, it was like a shrug. Marquez Valtez Scantling, eh? Juju Smith. Juju Smith, sucks. like what did what did uh what did Amy call like, Boo 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 Smith Schuster? 
Yo, nah, who said that? <laughs> that, was that, was was that was AB. That oh, was AB. AB called yeah, the Boo Boo Smith Schuster. Yeah, he called like Boo Boo Smith Schuster, Juju Shit Schuster, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, shout out AB. That's A-B. funny. Boo Boo Smith Schuster. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, he, yeah, like they didn't really do anything for me. Like they got worse. Sure. In my opinion, Sky yeah, Moore is a highly touted rookie that's coming in. I'm going to be interested to see how Travis Kelsey plays without the 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 threat of Tyreek Hill was taking that the you top off and opening that, the middle of the field up. Was that did you point that out on MSG or were we talking about that that uh Tyreek that Kelsey is always wide open because everybody's on Tyreek? Literally Hill. Travis I think Kelsey that was, you said that on MSG I think. Yeah, if you go back and look at his film <laughs> I can't. It's insane how much he catches the ball and turns no around, around, and there's nobody around him. So I'm interested to see, you know, without that threat of Tyreek taking the top off. Like, go look at go look at Travis Kelsey plays. He tur- he catches the ball, turns around, embraces for contact, and there's nobody around. Quite a bit. Um, they still have McCall Hardman, who is another speedster. That you know, maybe he'll take a step up. But I'm interested to see what Patrick Mahomes does with these new toys. They're new. He doesn't have he doesn't have Tyreek around. I mean, they're going to be good. But I, I Tyreek Hill is a big, big, big weapon for for well, especially Mahomes, for Mahomes and everything plays. they do. Yeah, he's the exactly. perfect player for how Mahomes because he is the king of the broken down play, and Mahomes is the king of the broken down play. And you put those two together, and they're just they were they were on the same page in these broken down plays like I've never seen before. Right? Yeah, like it, it was crazy. So. We'll no see. question. So, is anybody we'll you think is being crazy undervalued on this list as far as the title favorites? Um, like uh, I know you like you like the Raiders plus four thousand. They're low. They're in the bottom half. Let me see for the, the Saints. Title. Saints, same thing. I mean, plus 4, there's a lot of teams that are plus four thousand. I'll tell you all the futures that I'm gonna finalize probably today. Actually, I have the Seahawks under five and a half wins. The Falcons under five wins. The Raiders over eight and a half wins. The Colts to win the AFC South, I think, is an absolute lock, and it's minus one thirty. So you like that Ryan coming in for wins? Right? Yeah, and I'm not even a huge Matt Ryan fan. But By you, the way, you, did you, you did you see that? Uh, oh, let, let me finish these real quick. Yeah, yeah. Saints over eight and a half wins. Cowboys and Eagles. Were, I, I already put this in. We're plus one fifty to win the NFC East. I bet both of them. I don't think there's ever a situation where the Cowboys or Eagles don't win the division. I don't see the Giants winning, and I don't see the Commanders with Carson Wentz coming on. Folks and, call them the commanders and make it, yeah. Hey, that's what they are. That's what, that's, that's what they're called now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is something I found really interesting. Micah Parsons to lead the league in sacks plus twenty two hundred. He lives in the backfield. Yeah. There's worries that he is not going to get an, enough time, um, as much time as he previously was on the edge, and he's going to be playing like outside linebacker a little more which I hope they do not do because he's born to rush the passer. Yeah, I don't know why they'd move away from that. Um, But that's an interesting one. I saw plus 2,200 on Micah Parsons to lead the league in sacks. So those are my, those are my, uh, the futures I was looking at. And I like, I I would, I would, the TJ Watt would scare me on that. Cause I think TJ Watt had 22 and a half sacks in 15 games last year. So if Watt plays 17. I mean, he's, he's had the most sacks sacks. in the league the last three years. Some some insane number. Absurd. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, they're feeding them in that Watt household. Yeah, I don't know. Footballs. 
<laughs> yeah. Have the another leather football <laughs> pads. Yeah. yeah, for real. So, all right, before we get out of here, I got to talk about Nick Kyrgios last night. I had a, a little wager on Kyrgios to win in either 3-1 or 3-2. So, essentially win in four sets or five sets. He drops the first set, wins the second set, has a huge opportunity to break in the third. He ends up losing the set. He was up like 40-15 on a break. He had like two break points, and he gave them back. And just every time there was a big spot, he couldn't get it done last night. And I knew what I was getting myself into going into it by betting on Kyrgios. But if you're a betting man like me, and you listen to me when I'm talking about betting, because I've been in this game for a long time now, you d- you want to bet on people and organizations that are run the right way and that are mentally stable. In an individual sport, not, not that Kyrgios is not mentally stable, but he's a little bit of a hothead when it comes to, you know, playing tennis. And when he gets frustrated, he's easy to get off his game. Like, I don't know why people don't talk to Kyrgios when they're playing him. I would flat out talk shit to Kyrgios if I if I played him on the court. He would completely lose his mind. I know that's probably that's that's against the culture and and that just doesn't happen in I mean, he golf talks, and he in talk, tennis. He talks to you, but he doesn't talk to you. He just talks to his box or talks to himself. Talking, yeah, slams rackets and does all this other stuff. But I just said, just find another. When I was I was watching it and I was like. I should, I should be looking for different spots, not betting on guys that I don't know. I can't trust, and I don't know if they're just going to lose their mind in the middle of the match. Like, yeah. I have no business putting money on guys like this. You know what, though? I could also see the opposite side of that, whereas you also want to bet on people who are hot, right? And after he beats Medvedev, it seemed like he maybe had turned a corner. It seemed like maybe this was his tournament to win, right? Especially once Nadal went out. It's like, okay, Kyrgios is the favorite. Um, no way he, no way he shrinks like. But he why did. don't you bet on Daniel Jones and the Giants? You True. can't trust, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right. a, it's a trust thing. One day he may be, yeah, he may come out and be really high and look he like just, the best player in the world, he, and then he, he does he like what happened last night. He just beat Medvedev, the best, the number one ranked player in the world. Looks great. He's been playing great. Some of the best tennis in his career. and the tournament was his to win. Best tennis in his career. He's been playing the last two months. Yeah you still can't trust him not to be fully locked in the entire match. And that's the problem. I don't care no matter what situation it is, what he's been doing the last two months. Just like you can't you can't depend on Daniel Jones not to turn it over. It's the same thing. I think they said so, no one's won as many matches as him since Wimbledon. No, he's yeah. been playing insane yeah. tennis. To your point, though, it's all he has a history of just falling apart in the big moments. If one, no, yeah. if one thing happens, he's, he's liable to unraveled. fall off the rails. Yeah, unravel. Like, and you never know. And a lot of it is self-sabotage, too. Like, you're watching shit last night. He'll give up points he doesn't need to. You know what I mean? He won't go after some shit. He's trying drop shots that are unnecessary. Unnecessary. Like, going all between types his of legs shit. when it's unnecessary. Doing all types of shit. Yelling at, his, yelling at his box to shut up. Then yelling at him to get louder. Um, So a lot of it just seems like he, he knows it's coming. You know what? And that's what I thought when I was watching it at Wimbledon. I was like, man, it's almost like he... The moment gets big, and instead of trying to like go head first into it, he's like, "No, nah, fuck that! I'm I'm gonna sabotage this. I'm not gonna win anyways." Like that shit is psychological. Right. It's a very ne- oh yeah, it's a very and negative. I think yeah. that 
I think that that's what makes, you know, we start talking about like individual sports because in a team sport, like when that type of shit starts to creep in, you have teammates that are right there. Right. That are lifting it, you it's up, the right? individual sports. That's... Individual sports. I think that's what makes Tigers run. People like Tiger, Serena, who have had these runs in these individual sports for years and years and years. It's like Different. they're built. They're wired differently. No question. They're wired differently. Like they have a, especially in tennis where you can't even talk to a coach in between sets or anything like that. Like you really are out there alone. Yeah. So when it's going bad, like it's, you're just sitting there in the room. You know what I they mean? They changed that yeah. for the U.S. Open, by the way. But yes, but yes, you're out. You're, you're out there by yourself, bro. Period. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's it. No one. There's. You got to serve. You got to get. You got to do passing shots. You have to. You got to. You have you to gotta get yourself out. You got to pick you yourself gotta, up. You got to stay on service games, and guys yeah. like that have trouble with that. Yep. For sure. And that's why in massive spots against really good players that are putting constant pressure on you, they're going to be tough. It's going to be tough to overcome. And that's exactly what happened last night. Yeah. And clearly it's not a talent thing, right? You watch him. He's might be the most talented guy out there outside of the, yeah, the feel. The, his feel is insane. crazy. And the things yeah. that he can do are crazy. But yeah, he just, you know, it seems like when those moments get big again, like the Wimbledon one. It was like, what is this guy doing, man? He's just yeah. fully, fully unraveling. It's funny to hear a guy like McEnroe talk about it. It was like the king of unraveling, but <laughs> yeah, McEnroe is also able to win a bunch of majors. So yeah, so that find a different spot. Betting, bet on things you can depend on and are confident. I actually think it was a good bet. Still, I yeah. think I, I had it, I had it pegged, but he just didn't show up in big spots. I knew he would drop a set. I knew he wasn't going to beat this dude in straight sets. I thought he would beat him. In, in advance and he yeah. was minus by the way he was minus 450 before the match so yeah it was it was just bet on guys you can depend on with a proven track record that you can depend on them not the uh, not the exact opposite of a proven track record over the years of crumbling right before your eyes and slamming rackets and screaming at your box <laughs> like simple as that that's after, it. After like, the match, he, shake, he shakes my man's hand, then literally just casually strolls over to his racket bag and smashes two rackets before leaving the tournament. This and this is the other thing. Like, even shit like that is whack because you know who has to pick like people have to pick those rackets up. Yeah, you don't yeah. slam rackets and leave yeah. them on the court. Right. Like, what type of shit is that? Yeah, yeah. P- slam the racket and pick it up and leave. Don't that's like Slamming the racket and leaving it on the court is like eating your McDonald's at the place and leaving your shit all over the table. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're like, what asshole. are we talking about? Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's sure. yeah, it's like mental <clears throat> nonsense. Yep. So whatever. We'll leave it that we'll leave it at that. No catch up is back. NFL week one starts tomorrow. We'll see you guys next week for Big Nick the Quick. I'm your host, Sean Little. Subscribe everywhere. You know the deal. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. We're out here.